everybody. Hi. I'm Michael. I'm Christian. And Victorious. Welcome. <laughs> and welcome to Work Love Balance. The podcast. So <laughs> I switched it up on you, huh? Definitely switching it up. Let's I got go some, around. I got some different energy today. <laughs> okay. I got a good nap today. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why you got so much energy. Mm-hmm. So this episode is very exciting for us both because we have two guests who are near and dear to both Michael and I. Before I tell you who these guests are, they have been married almost 40 years. They're literally days shy of 40 years of marriage. Thanks, thanks. And they're high school sweethearts who are now grandparents, not great grandparents <laughs> yet. Show. Or Colbert, right? Well, it depends where we are. Yeah, they also own they also own a business together. Colbert's Southern Gourmet Foods, which is the only mac and cheese fried catfish that I mess with. And they also sell gourmet burgers and they've expanded into a vegetarian business. I believe a brick and mortar might be in the works very near future so David Yolanda Colbert aka Colbert Southern Gourmet Foods <laughs> is here on this episode well thank you guys for having us you know we're excited to be here are you excited to be here I'm yeah. excited to be here. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Yeah, this is uh, this is such a blessing for us because, you know, I've always instilled in, uh, especially Christian. Christian's my daughter, and you know, Michael's my awesome son-in-law. But you know, it's such a blessing to be on this program and 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 just really encourage marriages, and family, because those are the things that are near and dear to us because our marriages speak to who we are. Colbert's and other things is just what we do because when we establish who we are then we always can do something and so I'm excited because you know this is a blessing because it's not what we live leave to people it's what we live live leave in people I like to say not what we leave to people what we leave in people because if you leave the right things in people they can figure it out for themselves right mom that's correct that's right And so I have a question. In 40 years, so much has happened. Did you envision your relationship being in the space where it is now, 40 years ago, at the start of your marriage? Uh, Yes, Yes. I I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yes, I'd say it's going exactly how we kind of envisioned it would would go. Yes, divorce is never an option. Mm -hmm. Divorce is never an option. And was it entertained? Well, <laughs> never well, <laughs> I, well, I like to say, you know, like I've always told you, Christian and Michael, my son-in-law, you can't control the thoughts that come to your mind, but you can't control the thoughts that mm-hmm. come into it. Mm-hmm. See, thoughts of when things hit our marriages, thoughts of divorce and thoughts, negative thoughts always come, but you got to choose not to take those thoughts by speaking those thoughts. Because, like I said, 
words will shape the way you think. So you always got to be careful with the words you use to each other, just like I've always shared with you and Michael. You know, and we don't all, we don't never grow out of that. You know, we all have to go through the seasons in our marriages and really reinforce that. Because like I'll share with you and Michael, remember those four foundational things I shared with you guys that build a strong marriage? Commitment, remember that? Intimacy, <laughs> forgiveness, and progress. Remember that? No. You don't remember that? Okay. So many conversations. I was thinking. Well, I was thinking of something else. Like I was thinking communication. Well, yeah. Some well, see, other yeah, that foundational too. things. Yeah, well, that, so that's, that's why important I was kinda... too. But see, the foundation. Remember commitment. I like to say like yeah. the four legs of a table. You know, like a table. If the foundation is solid. The four legs, commitment, mm. yeah. intimacy, progress, and forgiveness. You remember that? We talked about that. Well, anyway, uh, commitment. That's, that's real, though. Yeah, commitment <laughs> got to be established in the marriage. Yeah. Because marriages can be, people can marry for years and never establish, are they committed to the marriage? Mm. We were always committed. We were always committed to, to the marriage. Other. And the way you reinforce commitment, it has to be, mm-hmm. uh, I like to say, demonstrated what mom verbally and physically verbally you have to say out of your mouth divorce is never an option remember i made you and michael say that to mm-hmm. each other yeah. yeah huh look at each other in the eye and says would i will i love you i'm committed to this marriage and divorce is never an option because you're never able to say it you won't ever be able to do it right that's correct we never entertain we that. never entertain it but thoughts come the things that are marriage you can't control the thoughts to come through your mind Negative thoughts, fear thoughts, you know, worry thoughts, don't come to your mind. But don't take the thought by speaking it. You have to speak against it. Right, and so, and so, in this season of your marriage, well, I, correct me if I'm wrong. For the past three years, you two have established a new business together, which is Colbert Southern Gourmet, and cooking has always been a passion. For you mom mm-hmm. and dad has used his gifts to support you in that passion and establish a business yeah where was there a pivot in your relationship or kind of like something new that you had to introduce into your relationship to establish this now new different type of working dynamic together i would say yeah what was it? We had to learn to work together, um, respecting each other's gifts and talents. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. That's true. Well, because I let dad stay in his lane and he allowing me to stay in mine. So did you have to establish at the beginning what those gifts and talents were? You already just knew or was it trial and error to figure out okay this is going to be your space this is going to be my space we learned along the way yeah yeah well you have to understand before we started the business three years ago that uh you know i actually worked a job for 34 years that i retired from you know i was a manager for 34 years and i retired uh you know uh, after 34 years almost 35 years and so you know, mm-hmm. the first two years of my retirement, I guess now I've been retired now for, man, about six or seven years, I guess now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the first two years of our retirement, my retirement, you know, we, you know, we kind of traveled and 
and uh, you know, kind of enjoy life. We still enjoy life, but then, like you know, my wife said, she had gifts and things that she wanted to do, and so uh, you know, we kind of stepped out because she's the best cook. I've always told her that she's, <laughs> she, you know, because coming up, your mom was more like a, a homemaker, even though uh, I don't say home Mm-mm. housewife. She was. <laughs> no. She was like the CEO, always the boss. She was always the CEO of our family, I like to say. And so, but she could cook. Family business. Yeah, yeah, family business because we're always, we're business-minded people. But that's the balance, though, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. exploring that and understanding that, mm-hmm. you know, there's different gifts and talents that come up, but it provides the stability for the children to be able to have that security, like, it provides that uh, consistency, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. all that kind of flows through those four legs that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just recognizing those gifts. You know, I mean, like, my wife and I, we got married, when I was 19, she was 18, like you alluded to, we were high school sweethearts, and we got married, and, you know, the I say the first, uh, year and a half of our marriage was kind of difficult. You know, we were young. We loved each other. But then, like I always share, you know, the wedding is the party. That's not the marriage. After the wedding and the honeymoon, that's when the marriage starts to kick in. That's true. And that's when, you know, who you are starts to come out. And and when those (laughs) challenges start to come, then it's really your development. You know, a lot of couples understand that. When you start seeing difficulty in the marriage. It's not that the marriage is wrong or you married the wrong person. You're developing two people coming together. And so we went through that, but thank God, by the grace of God, we joined a church that had an awesome marriage ministry and that we learned the principles of marriage. And that is so important. Now, I don't want to ever say anything about marriage without talking about that briefly. You know, yeah, marriage is God's idea. And if you learn God's principle and how to apply them to your marriage, then those things that you apply will develop who you are. And like I always say, marriage speaks to who we are. Well, we both allowed ourselves to be mentored by Mm -hmm. couples who were successful in marriage, who have been married longer than us. And so that helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. along the way and then I also think like thinking back when I was 16 and engaged um, to dad um, I was committed then so once I knew I loved him leaving was never an option yeah well, see, all, I like to say all marriages start out we love each other and you're not divorcing. Nobody get married with divorce intentions. You know, when things hit their marriage, what develops mm-hmm. the way they think will determine how that marriage will grow. And so we, like my wife said, we came into a ministry with good mentors and who had successful marriages. Because just because somebody been married a long time don't mean it happened success. Yeah. You know, you got some people married for years and they're catching hell for years. But mm-hmm. when you deliberately say, I'm going to apply principles to my marriage, you know, like you alluded to, love and respect, you guys talk about that. And those are key, key principles. You know, understanding that that unconditional love, 
which is the woman is different from a man. You know, the woman, her love language, what? Safety and security. And our, us as men, ours is respect. And when we love unconditional, we develop things inside of us that will develop us into husbands and wives. Or it can vary. The, I think mm-hmm. the love languages vary mm-hmm. case by case. It well, really, it does. Yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. depends on yeah. the... On your relationship spouse. Yeah, your spouse. Yeah. So. Well, I didn't say love language. I said basically the love and respect. See, those are foundational things. We all have different love languages. But one thing that's instilled inside of us is the, 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 the need to be respected in the marriage. That's so key. That's the foundational thing. If you don't know how to do that, then the marriage can really fall on some difficult times. And that's where, you know, when I talked about the foundational things, commitment, intimacy, progress, and forgiveness, when those things are in play, commitment got to be established in every season in your marriage. My wife and I had to recommit ourselves to the marriage again. Not commit like we're going to leave, but really that I'm committed and I see you in this new season in our life with the business is that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm focused on you. I'm focused on your needs. I respect you. And it's not always easy because it's always a process. Yeah, because I was just going to ask, what challenges did you two face within this season of owning a business? Because you all have did different business dealings together before Colbert's, but not in this space where you're working together all the time. Nine to five, it might be like a property or something like that. So Mm -hmm. this is a different dynamic. So how did you overcome those challenges within the season and what were those challenges we would learn how to communicate better because i would be frying the chicken and the fish telling dad how to run the front of the business (laughs) and he would be telling me how to cook Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's right. So, it's just as simple as that. Just learn. <laughs> <laughs> and then one through that, in the front. through yeah. that, I would be like, well, "Why are you telling me what to do?" And then Dad would think I was snappy, and mm-hmm. so we had to have many conversations yeah. about love and respect, respecting the boundaries because <laughs> it, new boundaries were being established because we were. Business partners. We're working together. We had a business together. See, Colbert Southern Gourmet Foods is, I like to say, mom is really Colbert Southern Gourmet Foods because she is the executive chef. She, These are her recipes. And and she developed the foods. I'm, I'm more like the sales person. I'm the person who interacts with the customer because those are the things I did when I, you know, when I worked in, uh, you know, when I worked in corporate. When I was a manager for 34 years, you know, I managed people, managed departments. And so I had to learn customer service, you know, uh, you know, I mean, inventory control, those things. But mom is actually, I like to say, she's actually the the heart of the business. Like she's always been the heart of our family. I didn't want to be managed. Yeah. And she had to... (laughs) Yeah, we had to learn how to communicate. See, I've learned... It may not even be about being managed. It's just about yeah. establishing... Establishing the boundaries. Boundaries and Love and respect. Yeah, what like, were you going to say, Michael? Well, no, I mean, it's unique. I think when you... I mean, speaking on your experience and your different phases of life, you had a space where you ran a household from, you know, 6 a.m. to 5 a.m. And then Father Cobra come home and then, you know, he, he has his part and then that's it. But then when you 
elevate to another space where you're mm-hmm. working that 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. life, it's mm-hmm. a different adjustment, you know? I guess similar yeah. to, like, to us. I mean, the situation is, at one point, we both were, like, missing each other. We were, like, both working, so we come and see each other in the evening and see each other a little bit in the morning. And then it separates and it moves, and I guess that's important to acknowledge and recognize those yeah. different yeah. phases of your marriage and know that there's an adjustment that needs to take place right right yeah that's right. key especially especially i agree michael how you're saying an adjustment because you can easily if you're both two business minded people you can easily go on the deep end of it just becomes about work and the business structure yeah but then you can kind of miss that intimacy like relationship structure yeah too so i think that's also something that has to be balanced out because in this season you two have adult children so it is just like you two so you can easily have that time of you know just Mm -hmm. traveling and but now it's it's different because now you've pivoted into working from like 7 a.m to like 7 p.m for for the business you know, X amount of days. So how do you find that balance time in your... Well, the business to me is, you know, when we say business, it's really fun to me. I mean, I enjoy it. That's why we do it. We don't have to do. We do it because we want to do it. And um, I look at it as a different season because, you know, I have eight grandchildren. We have eight grandchildren. And two of our older grandchildren work with us a lot. And, And that's so fulfilling and a blessing to me because that's really why we really wanted to start it you know to kind of our foods and but to really teach our, our have an opportunity to teach our grandchildren and business and you know to see them work responsibility and and so that's the most fulfilling part so when we say business I want to make sure that we doing this because we love doing it you know I enjoy doing it and um and be and so it's not really work to me. Now my wife, she might look at that a little different because this is probably the, <laughs> the first time she really had to work like this. And because, like I said, she's the executive chef, so she's responsible for all those good recipes and things like that. And and uh, she's really developed it into a business because it actually started out kind of like I might say like a hobby, mm-hmm. but now right. it turned into a business. It turned yeah. into a, a corporation. But that's kind of what we envision because we know once we really put our hands to the plow and and just stay with those core principles that, you know, God will really develop it. And so I'm excited about the new phase of Colbert Southern Gourmet Foods because we have three food categories now. Like you said, we do Colbert's Famous Gourmet Burgers, Colbert Southern Gourmet Foods, and we have Colbert uh, Southern Plant-Based Foods. And so I'm excited about the kids and grandkids taking it to another level because that was really our vision just to ignite something in this space that the grandkids can really, or the kids can take it to a whole nother level because, uh, you know, we know hard work. My wife and I, we love hard work. You know, we love, you know, we work out even at our age, you know, my wife gets up early and she'll walk two hours and, and, uh, and even time I walk, we work out. So thank God we have great health and, uh, you know, so we feel good. And so the business aspect speaks to what we do, but the marriage is who we are. 
Right. I always want to. I always want to emphasize that. But we still have yeah. to like keeping it real, like in the biz in in the business, like not bring the business home where we work twenty hours and then we're still talking about the markets or the recipes or what we're gonna do next. And like, hold up, wait. I don't want to talk about Southern Gourmet anymore. <laughs> well, that's the point. I mean, that's what we were talking about It's a balance. We were, talking, yeah. we were asking if there was really a separation. I think Christian mentioned that, you know, it's not a separation, but you do have to set those boundaries because you still are connected within that space. So even mm-hmm. if it's, you know, you're still connected, you still got to provide that separation of when you, yeah. you know, choose to talk about it. Can you separate business and relationship and my answer was no but that was just my answer so it's something well no it's just like for instance sometimes if it spills over if certain things spill over on one end or the other it could be hard for me to like not have that filter in mind of like this is this is the wife hat. This is the business hat. Because mm-hmm. to me, they're kind of, sometimes they're kind of hand in hand. So that's I think that's like a, if anyone who's listening to this has mastered that skill, please well, let me, email well, us. Cause well, let me share, well, let me share, share this. Christian. I love to have them on the platform. Well, you my daughter. You my daughter. You So you grew up with me all your life until you got married. Well, see, I never, I consciously made a decision not to bring my work home. Because if you remember, I used to come home. I used to go in the room, take a nap, and when I came out, I wasn't, you know, you know, dad the manager. I came in, I was dad the father. I, we were involved in things. So my business, I took the same type of mindset, but my wife had to learn to develop that. She had to learn how to well, just stop and cut I, it off. I agree you kept it separate, <laughs> but when it comes to Colbert's, it's not, it's not always separate. Yeah. So well because we live together. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Within that dynamic of this being your own business and vision, sometimes it can be a little difficult to have that like cut off moment and yeah. not let after the market spill over into this is just our watch T V time or whatever. Yeah. But, exactly. I, but I like what he said it's though. It's never easy. Yeah. But it's always a process. I've they, had to work at that extra yeah. hard. Right. <laughs> but it's what you said though, is recognizing the phase that you're in and you mm-hmm. know that this is a phase where our lives intertwine so much together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. approaching it from that perspective knowing that there is a moment where we do have to cut it off and so mm-hmm. we can take it from this point and be like okay we know we recognize these phases that we're in and then so when we communicate those things okay we need to kind of cut it off then it can be well received yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely and i like what you said mm-hmm. about uh your work you know, it's, it's fun to you guys. And that's what we really talk about when we yeah. talk about work. We want to reinforce that. Like, when we talk about work, we're not talking about, you know, the dreadful work. Like, <laughs> oh, I got to go to my 9 to 5. But your yeah. work is within your purpose. And when you mm-hmm. have your purpose and you're working within that, then you feel freedom. You feel a freedom. Like, you feel free to do what you do or you feel free to put in those extra hours. And so that's what we really talk about when we say work-love balance. And I think you guys exemplify that because it feels Absolutely. like you guys are working within your purpose of, you know, your right. grandchildren and, you know, your business and your family and growing right. everything that you seek to do. And you taught us, yeah. you taught us so much um, within our ventures and even holding us accountable as business owners, which mm-hmm. 
I, I've always appreciated um, because what most people don't know with all the different things our family has going on, whether it's Colbert's or Compton Art Walk or a Life Will Dress, our family is pretty close-knit as far as providing that motivation and just support and just communication of, of vision. And so mm -hmm. that's something that um, I always appreciate because it's very, very rare where you can have parents who exemplify it. Like where, you know, dad, you're pretty, you're routine, but you're pretty consistent. You're pretty consistent. <laughs> I must, and mom, I must you're very to consistent too. So it's like, I can't, I like what you're saying, you two have lived it and are mm -hmm. actively living it and I would know because I've lived with you both and yeah. and your daughter so I I appreciate you two just yeah. sharing and um, recording with us I do have one question and Michael's making a question. face <laughs> so you say your question first Michael alright so this is kind of like for each of you guys mm -hmm. so what would you say to your 18 year old self before you got married Knowing what you know now. What would I say? What would I say to my 18-year-old? Yeah. Knowing that we know now? Yeah, when you got married. The year that you got married, what would mm -hmm. you say to that to that person? You go first. Oh, okay. You know, before I answer that, I just want to say something what you just said, Chris. You know, it, it's respond to what you guys kind of just said. Thank you for what you said, but... It's always key to us to understand why we do what we do with a family. So every move we make is always how is it going to promote our family, affect our family. True. And so that's why we do what we do. Not because we want to make money or create a brand, but really keep the family together and make a dynamic and create economic opportunity within our family. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed but, to be a blessing. But uh, kind of, you know, answer your question. I, I guess I have to answer it this way. You know, David said, I was young and now I'm old. I never seen a righteous forsaken or seed beg bread. And so knowing what I know now to my 18-year-old self, I, because when I was 18, I can remember I was starting to get, I was mature because I got married when I was 19. So I was always... Uh, thinking ahead. I wanted to be married. I didn't want to be one of those guys out there from women to women playing around. I was, you know, very mature in that area. And so I got into the things of, you know, I got into the things of God, excuse me, at an early age. And so I would say, looking back, is that that is so true. Stay with God. I was young and I was doing it God's way. And I'm older. I'm still doing it God's way. Doing it God's way is better. That don't mean you're perfect. That just means you committed. Because I made mistakes. I wasn't perfect. But I was committed to biblical principles. Not a religious person. But allowing the word of God to regulate the way I think. And my wife the same. We got, did that early on. And so we can look back and say, man, we were young. And now we're old. You know, we're not old, old. I mean, we're only 59, 58. <laughs> but the word of God is true. And I just want to encourage anybody out there. I'm not preaching at you. But like you said, we've been married for 40 years. And it's been 
40 good years by the grace of God. You know, not perfect years, but good years. Why good years? Because every challenge that we had, we committed to God and God developed us out of it. Okay. Right? Yes. So what would you have to say, Mom? I would say to my younger, to the to the 18-year-old, put God first in all that you do and be consistent in whatever you do. When you start something, make sure you complete it to the end. Period. Bars. And what, sorry, I was just like processing it all. No, that's good. I like what mom said. You know, you know, when you hear people say, you always hear people say, put God first. But you got to understand what that means is you're going to allow the principles that come out of the word of God to regulate the way you think and the way you speak and the way you live. That's what that means. Not just some cliche. We're going to put God first. No, that means we're going to be serious about being conscious and deliberate about how we speak to each other, even to this day, how we treat each other, you know, and and how we choose to live. Can I say something too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, thinking back when I was 18 or even like a young kid, six years old, I always had like little projects. So whenever I started something, it had to be completed before I moved on to the next thing. And I practiced that, and when I was in 16, 17, 18, 19, until this day. And so, that's what I would say. Yeah, she's Good. true. That's exactly how she is. She's, like I said, we're not perfect, we're committed. And, mm -hmm. that's, a, and that's all God wants us to be, is imperfect people who committed to the process. And so we're committed to the process and we're excited about the next 40 years because, you know, we're going to be, I'll tell my wife and I, because yeah. you, and you have to say what's it. What's so exciting about it is with um, our business is that we started it together and no matter what the challenges were, like how we work together, communicate while we're working together, that's on a whole nother level. I never had in my mind to to give up. Like we have to do it till till until. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. So we have to learn how to like that that stage of our lives when it seemed challenging, like communicating and working together. You just do it. Where now it's like not a challenge. I know how to talk to your father in the workplace and he knows that he doesn't have to keep repeating to me the same thing to do because I know what to do. Man, <laughs> you know, and I don't have to get aggravated by it, but look at it as it's, it's a blessing we're mm -hmm. able to do it together and Let's make the best of it and have fun with yeah. it. It sounds like something that you said, Father Gover, some time ago about mm -hmm. when you're working out, like you building your strength. Because obviously, when you you know you first start out with those weights, right? You know, it's kind of hard exactly. to kind of do, and so that communication was kind of hard. Though. Like that was a little bit of a mm -hmm. challenge. But as you start to do it, develop those muscles, did it better, right. did it consistently. You know, mm -hmm. every Sunday or you know, but yeah. not Sunday, but Saturdays, you guys are out there. 
staying consistent with that. So that's speaking to me, to be honest, about that Absolutely. consistency and, and not giving up so you can then, be able to build I'm up sorry. the strength. Then I would ask him, you know, how did I, how was my attitude today? Mm-hmm. You know, and he Ooh. would tell me. And <laughs> That's a good one. I think I got to use that I one. think I need to use that one too. <laughs> yeah, just... You know, I wouldn't give myself a grade. I'd ask dad, was my attitude a little mm-hmm. better today? He'd tell me, yeah, you know, yeah, it was. What so. a simple, what a simple but good question because. <laughs> Because sometimes I would think, hey, I was cool. I did, you know. Dad would be like, you didn't talk, you don't talk to me like well, that. Well, see, I, well, see I, you know, she was, we were both developing and, and I was kind of sharing with her how, because we had people that's working for us and you always have to have, you know, when we, when I worked in the, you know, with the work market and as you guys, when you guys, you know, work and have jobs, you have, Code of conduct on your job. You just don't say what you want to say. You know what I mean? Stop the finger. Hey, hey. You know, there's a there's a code of conduct that you professionalism that you have to maintain because things flow smoothly. In the and beginning, so, I would get a write up every day. I yeah, that's so yeah. Well, just because now that we work together, you know, just because we can say what we want to say and, and know that you know because we're the owners, we're not gonna get fired. We still gotta maintain <laughs> boundaries and a code of conduct because if we don't do if we talk to each other any kind of way in front of you know our employees, then guess what? They're not gonna respect the process either. So right. so we, she had you know she had to learn that because I I knew that coming out of uh, you know the work market. I had things years. to learn and yeah. he had things to learn yeah. too. Yeah, exactly because it was a different phase. But you know, like I said. It's fun. We enjoyed it, and we still enjoy it. But now it's just you know establishing different boundaries now because we still like to you know take our vacations, take you know take time out because you know quote unquote you know I am when I say quote unquote reason I say it like that because the word retirement is not in the Bible. It's it's what we make man make up. But this different phase in my life, you know, like Michael said, you know I think it's James. Uh, I think chapter one or two, it says, count it all joy. You know, things hit our life, knowing that the testing of our faith, faith in what? Faith in the principles that come out of God's word would would develop what? Patience. So you can't pray for patience. The only way you're going to learn patience is to be patient. So (laughs) count it all joy. Joy is not (laughs) happiness. Happiness is a comfort level. Joy comes from what you know. So that's why, you know, when we stay with our marriages, we stay committed to our marriages, then we develop we develop joy, what God has brought us out of. And the Bible says, testing our faith will produce patience, endurance under difficult circumstances. That's what Michael's that's talking real. about. Lifting those weights. Because you don't go to the gym the first day and get all the muscle you're going to need. you got to keep going. And when your body and your mind want to quit, you say, no, I have a vision and goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep Working, keep working, and the Bible says the testing of your faith will produce patience. It's interesting because it always feels like there's that one person in the relationship because it reminds me of our first episode, I Quit, where, mm-hmm. of course, the passion was there, the vision was there, and this was something that we enjoyed doing, but for some reason it turned into, like, I quit, I'm over yeah. it, and you would kind of stick with it and bring bring me back to it. Yeah. But 
even with you, mom, how you were saying like <laughs> there was a code of conduct. Like there's, it's funny. <laughs> there's always that one person who is kind of more level in the situation who will bring it back. Yeah. But well, I think we got the keys, man. The keys is you know those foundational Commitment. pieces that you mm-hmm. need, and yeah. that's your code of conduct. Yeah. And you know you Commitment. set that up. Intimacy, you know, progress, and that's what we're doing right now. Progress is, you know, our business, our family, and forgiveness. You know, a marriage is a union of two great forgivers, and that is key. Forgiving don't mean, again. Yeah, yeah, marriage is the union of two great forgivers. That forgetting is don't mean so forget. Mm-hmm. Forgetting means I just choose not to bring negative stuff up and keep moving forward. And that's, you have to always have to, you have to go back to those foundational things and you don't ever get to a point where you think you arrived. You have to shore up those foundations in each season in our lives. We have to, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're, we're in a different season. We went through a season when mom and I had no kids to kids to grandkids, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but our seasons change, but God's word don't change. And if you stay with that, those principles, that come out of God's word, love and respect, that, that is key. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us and mm-hmm. speaking with Michael and I on record, on, on the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we'll definitely um, be sure to include your Instagram, which you guys are familiar with Instagram, <laughs> your Instagram <laughs> information. Go ahead and follow Colbert's. Uh, yeah. Follow Colbert. Colbert's SGF, right? Well, Colbert's GF. Well, when, when Christian grew up, she was Christian Colbert. But when we went into business, it's Christian Colbert's. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm like. <laughs> See, because our name is, is has a French. It's technically French. But, you know, so Colbert's Southern Gourmet Foods. And so, yeah, you'll find us at uh, Colbert, C O L B E R T S S G F. On Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram. So check it out. And uh, this has truly been a blessing because this has always been a dream of mine because this speaks to our legacy. Our legacy and our, our family is a foundation of God and family. Strong marriages. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. fantastic episode we hope you guys enjoy it i know you know i was quiet just soaking up some more of the wisdom and catching it on record so obviously we can replay it because we've had so many conversations with the lovely family but none of it's been on record so this is kind of like the first time that we could have it as a resource and uh since we got it so many times throughout our 10 years of marriage uh you know we pray and you know believe that it'll be blessing to you guys as well so Thank you guys for listening to Work Love Balance Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Work Love Balance Podcast. Uh, follow us, uh, Michael of AOWD, and follow at Mrs. Christ to check out the wifey. <laughs> yeah, you know my handles. <laughs> All right, man. We thank you guys and look to hear from you next time.